Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I have given into, the, into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city of all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns in the seventh day. Ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Thankful to be here this morning. Thankful for an opportunity. Thankful for the ones that's here in the house and those that are joining us online. Brother Everett started us out with the 12 spies. Brother Rayleigh last Sunday talked to us about crossing the Jordan. And this morning, for just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about Jericho. Um, you know, when you when you think about, I, I like to think um, that, brother Ben, that, that that I'm a man of faith. I believe that God can do the impossible. Uh, I just always, brother Larry, just been instilled since we started sitting on a brother Huggins in Chiefland Bank in '95. Um, because um, this is what I know, Brother Allen, the only limitations on God is what I put on God. Amen. Because if he is, and we know he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and what he's done back then and what he's done before, he'll still do again. Amen. And Sister Sherry, I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Because, you know, we're always just a phone call away from from some kind of situation uh, maybe this week you've not needed God, Brother Kenny, but can I tell you, there's probably coming a day, amen, that you'll need God. And, and you know, when the Lord told Joshua in verse 2, he said, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And verse 3 said, And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, Go round about the city once, and thus shall thy do six days. Can I tell you, Sister Amy, you're talking about, I think, stretching your faith, Pastor. This has really got to be a, the miracles that I read about in the Bible, Brother Donnie. You know about even Peter walking on the water as far out as that seems to be. Now, we've all, we know what buildings are. By the grace of God, we have a, um, let me see what the name of that thing is. We have a, ICF home. Um, some friends of ours had built us an IC, and all that is is a styrofoam. Actually, it's like a styrofoam chest. Um, our blocks, Brother Everett, are four foot 
long. They've got two inches of styrofoam on the inside and two inches of styrofoam on the outside. And Sister Joyce, I mean, they're so light that I could tote two of them at a time. Amen. And you just stack them up like building blocks. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, Brother Pope. And what we did is the first layer, we put a screen down, mesh wire, and the second layer, we put rebar, and we did that about four layers up, Brother Junior. And then they came back and they poured cement all the way through those cylinders in that. So basically, we got a whole, our whole house is just circle, just a, like a circle of, of cement and with some styrofoam. My point is in saying all that, say this, Brother Wayne, I just can't imagine. The Lord told me, as much as I believe God, and I prayed for anything and everything, Sister Chelsea, but for, for the belief that God said, now, Wayne, you can just go out there and lay your hands on that wall and just push it over, and it's going to collapse. That, Sister Jane, I'll just tell you, that just really would stretch my faith. But you, when you read the B-I-B-L-E, don't know where, Sister Townsend, you see where Joshua or those people under Joshua backed up at this. Sister Boy, they never questioned. Uh, Brother Brown was just talking about naming. He, he had his own ideas what the man of God was going to do when he got there. But you don't get that, Brother Junior, when you read about Joshua and these servants. They just said, you know what, we're just going to do it. Can I tell you, if we want God to work miracles in our lives, Sister Joy, we just got to believe God can do it. Amen. We just got to react to the word. Can I tell you, it is... It, we run into things. I don't know about y'all, but, but there's been things in my life, Sister Cricket, that, that I could believe God for just instantly. And there's been other things, can I tell you, in my life, Sister Shirley, that I've had to struggle with. And there's still things today that I have to struggle with. But when I read the story about the walls of Jericho, man, that's just phenomenal, Sister Joan, when you think about it. They, can you imagine on that wall, people looking around them, they're just walking around the wall? The Bible said, and we'll get to it in just a minute, but it said that it was shut up straightly because of the children of Israel. The whole reason, Brother Danny, it was shut up tight was because they knew the Israelites were coming. Amen? And, and, and can you imagine the reaction of those people on the wall, Pastor, when all... Those mighty men come walking around and the seven priests before the ark and, and they blow the trumpets and, and then they just go back home. Amen? If you think about that, Brother Ray, it's just like maybe when you and I talk about somebody telling somebody that God's a healer, God's a deliverer. Yesterday we was uptown and, and we was giving away some snow cones on a very cold day. I know it don't make a lot of sense, but that's just the way little Wayne operates. Amen? God took the foolish things that confound the wise. That's a little Wayne fit in there, amen. We'll plan better next time, but anyway, Brother Wilson, you don't have to remember that. That'd be all right. But, but anyway, uh, the gentleman, Brother Warren and them, they from up north, and they've been camping there by the church, and, and uh, they was out there helping us yesterday. And, and I, I remember him, Brother Brian, he walked over and talked to a gentleman coming out of the store where we was at, and the gentleman had a bag of dog food, and he went over there and invited him to church. And the gentleman just waved him off and just kept going. See, so he, he, he didn't see that he had a need for the Lord. But there might come a day 
there might come a day that he might have a need for the Lord and he might wish he had the faith that Jericho, that they had when they went to Jericho and walked around them walls. Because right now, he really didn't need that. He just blew the man off. Because he had somewhere to go, Brother Pope. Can I tell you, when we're walking by faith and we're a servant of the Most High, we just got to believe God for what God says. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith, church say now faith, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now you talk about some faith. These men of war and these priests, they just walked around the city. Hey men, do you just get nervous sometimes when God lays on your heart to go witness to somebody? Amen. So, so my point in saying all that is, is our God that made them walls fall is the same God that you and I serve today. Pastor said something some time ago was a, about the service was about over with. He said, can I just tell you this? He said, just trust the seed. So, Edith, if we can grab a hold of that and make that our mantra, the, he said, just trust the seed. You know, I was thinking about that, and I wish I was a little new, more a little bit about this. But, you know, when, when you farm, you buy a pack of seeds somewhere, and you, you just believe, Sister Melinda, every seed in that pack is going to produce. And But it's, you can't tell that just looking at it in the package. You can't tell it by holding it in your hand. But, Brother Kevin, you, you labor, dig your ditch, you put it in the seed, you'll water it, you'll fertilize it. Now, you ain't got to ask the weeds to show up, but they'll show up. Amen? But you'll get out there, and if you like me, you'll walk around it, maybe pray over it and look at it. Just believing, if you put 15 seeds, you'll get 15 plants. That, we got to have, and that's just a pack of seeds, Sister Susan. We got to have that kind of faith in the Word of God. Because pastor's right. We've just got to learn to trust the seed. Because every word in the book is inspired by God. Those men that wrote that book, the Bible said they were holy men of God, moved on by the Holy Ghost. That's inspired word of God, church, that the Lord left me and you as a road map. I thought about how in Isaiah 40 and 8, and the Lord thought it was such a great scripture, he put it in 1 Peter 1 and 24. The Bible said, The grass withers, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Such a cricket, the next time the devil tells you that the Lord's not hearing you or he ain't listening, just tell him he's a liar. Can I tell you, you just quote this. This would be a good scripture to put on your refrigerator that you see every morning. That the grass withers, the flower fadeth. And we know that to be true. Brother Everett, amen. We know that to be true. But the word of our God shall stand forever. What a promise, Brother Wayne, that you can stand flat-footed on the word of God and know that it's going to come. Because can I tell you, that's all Joshua had to go on. Brother Allen, all he had to go on was the word of God. And he did what the word of God said, and he got results. Tip. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and 5 through 7, he said, When I call to remembrance thy unfringed faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and this is what he said. He said, I'm persuaded. Yes, sir. Such a boy, he was confident. Paul was confident that that word of God, that word of faith, I know the Bible said every man's given a measure of faith, the measure. 
But Sister Mary, he told him, he said, I'm persuaded that in thee also, he said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thy stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. He said, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Brother JT, can I tell you, we need to be persuaded. Amen. Because Brother Jerry, you know and I know as soon as you start saying, I'm just going to trust God, you know the old wicked one's going to show up. Amen? He's going to show up, and he's, but can I tell you, if we'll just say, I'm going to call to remembrance the Word of God. Somebody wrote in the Bible, he said, I think myself happy. Another man in the Bible in the Old Testament said, he said he had to encourage himself. I have to believe, Brother Larry, he encouraged himself by what God had done in the past. I believe Paul encouraged when he was talking to King Agrippa. He said, I think myself happy. I just got to believe. He thought back to the things that God had delivered him from and done for him. So the next time that you get some bad news or bad report or things ain't going just the way you think it ought to go, Brother Orlando, can I tell you, just be persuaded in the word of God. Get rooted and grounded. Brother Brian was talking about a leopard, and I just, I got to hurry on here, but just give me a few more minutes. I like to brag on Jesus. Matthew 8, 1 and 3. I want you to listen to what the, the leopard said. The Bible said, he said, when he was come down from the mountain talking about Jesus, there was great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leopard worshiping him and saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now, Brother Kevin, you talking about great faith? He just told the Lord. He, he, Brother Ray, he said, Lord, if thou will. He wasn't in the valley of indecision. He, he, he just said, I just, thou canst make me clean. I don't know if he ran up on the other ten lepers that Jesus had cleaned. I don't know if he was part of a healing ministry. I don't know where he got his confidence, Brother Chris. But he just stood flat-footed, and he said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canest make me clean. Church, can I tell you, we can stand on the word of God. We can have the spirit that, that Joshua had and just believe, Brother Brian, what thus saith the Lord says. Because verse 3 said, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Just that easy, Pastor. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Brother Jeremy. The Bible says the only wise potentate. Amen. There ain't one no higher, no bigger, no bigger, no better than Jesus. Amen. He said, I will be thou clean. Can I tell you, Brother Danny, we never know when God's going to answer the prayer that we're praying. Amen, Brother Donnie. Can I tell you, God can take nothing and make something out of it. Amen. Brother Toby, can I tell you, when we're deep and down and don't think God's going to come through, God can show up right on time. Amen. He was four days late. They thought he was all late, thought he had all kind of problems. There was no hope. In their mind, it was all over, Brother Hal. But the Bible said he was right on time. Aren't you thankful for a right on time, God? I'm so thankful he knows the end from the beginning. 
I'd like to just remind you real quickly about all the things that, that God had done for the children of Israel. And in, in Exodus 12, 35, and 36, it said the Lord told them that to borrow from the Egyptian jewels of silver, gold, and raiment. And the Bible said they spoiled the Egyptians. Psalms 105, 37 said there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Uh, Psalms uh, I, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 26 and 8 said, The Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terribleness, with signs, and with wonders. The Bible said he fed them with manna, water out of a rock that followed them, which was Christ. It was a cloud by day and a pillar by fire at night. Think about that, church. Amen. That's the God that you and I are serving. So I said all that to say this. We all know about the 12 spies that they sent in um, into Canaan to spy it all out, and we, we discussed that, the other two services. And, but, but my point in bringing that out is the people that was with Jericho, I mean with Joshua, and they went to the walls of Jericho, Brother Wayne, was the descendants, was the children of these folks. Don't you know that they had to tell their kids stories about what they seen over and what God had done for them when they come out of Egypt. Amen. Don't you just know those kids had to know. But can I tell you, I mean, when you talk about a cluster of grapes, Brother Junior, that the Bible said that two men had to toad on a stick. Now, I was a produce manager at Winn-Dixie, Brother Rich. Now, I'm just telling you, I know a little bit about grapes, but you talking about you got to take two men to have. I'm telling you, we could have made a lot of money off of just one cluster of grapes right there. Amen? Amen? But it's hard to believe. The Bible said that the people murmured and complained. They had forgot, Brother Brian, about what God had done for them. I'd like to take you to Joshua 14 and 1. This is after the, the 12 spies come back, and we all know the story. Ten of them, the Bible said, gave a negative report. There was a man named Caleb. He said, no, 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 don't believe that report. He said, let's go up instantly, right now, right now. We're well able to take the mountain. But Sister Jenna, they, the Bible said that they believed the negative report. So I want to pick the story up in Joshua 14 and 1. This is what the Bible said. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Brother Jack, they just didn't have enough faith. They would rather believe a negative report than to believe when Joshua and Caleb said, it's, it's true, it's true. We've got the pomegranates. We've got the figs. You see the cluster of grapes. It's right there for you. Can I tell you, sometimes seeing really is believing. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I've been in church service when God be working miracles and people start getting healing, and the Spirit of God just break loose, and there would just be miracles. All people would be getting the Holy Ghost. People would be falling out. People would be running. Because seeing is believing. But the Bible said that all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. So I'd like to pick up that. So we're going to jump down to verse 7 and 10. So can I tell you, that? can I remind you that the children of Israel at that time had talked about murmuring. They was complaining. Brother Brian, they said, we ought to appoint somebody else and go back into the land of Egypt. Brother Chris, I never want to get that place in my walk with God that I look back where I come from. 
Because can I tell you, I want to be like Elisha. I want to burn everything behind me. I don't, Brother Chopper, I don't want to go back. God's been too good to me. Amen. God's never done me no wrong. Amen. I want to have faith like the men that was with Joshua. That at just his word, Sister Wendy, I'm just going to react to the word of God. Because can I tell you, if you live long enough, you understand, Sister Sherry, whether it's their fault or not, folks will just let you down. But God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I tell you, Sister Bev, that's a promise that we can hold on to for our eternity. What a God we serve. But they was complaining, and the Bible said that Joshua and Caleb jumped in the middle. They rent their clothes, and they're speaking here in verse 7. It said, they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which passed through to search it is an exceedingly good land. He said, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. He said, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us, and fear them not. But verse 10 said, But all the congregation bade stones them with stones. Hard to believe, Sister Jane, they would rather believe a negative report. Amen. Can I tell you, church, if it's in the B-I-B-L-E, we need to stand on it and believe it. We need to believe he's the same God in Genesis, the same God in Matthew, and the same God in the book of Revelations. Amen. What he done back then, Brother Ben, he can still do. Can I tell you, it's hard to believe it. All these things that these children of Israel had seen, Brother Brian, all the ten miracles that he seen during the plagues, all that he had done, fed them by manna, Brother Rayleigh, they still had unbelief in their hearts. Amen. Can I tell you, the Bible said that the Lord was so distraught with them, he said, I'm just going to disinherit them. The Bible also said, from, he said, from 20 years and up, he said, you're not going to enter into the promised land. Church, can I tell you, this is no time, Brother How, to be looking for a U-turn. Amen. We need to stay on the straight and the narrow path. We need to make sure we hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Can I tell you, church, it might get tougher, but God's just God. Amen. There is nothing impossible to those that believe. Amen. I don't know about you, but I got my mind made up. I want to go to heaven more than anything. Amen. More than anything, I want to go to heaven. I don't see anything in this life, Brother Wilson, worth holding on to and missing heaven. There is just nothing, church. We've got to make it. Amen? So we all know the story about the, that Joshua sent two spies into Jericho, and they went into a house of Ra The lady's name was Rahab, and, and she, she hid them while the men of the king come by. And, but this is what I find amazing. The Bible said, for her house was on, upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Amen? And y'all that know the story, you know that when the, the walls collapse, something must have happened to her house. But what a God we serve. Because if you read on the story, Brother Wayne, this is what she, she told him. She said, now look here, I, I want to help you. She said, but I want you to take care of me and my family. What, what a great promise it would be, Brother Jack, if we could say like Noah the Bible says there was eight people saved in the flood, 
but it was Noah's household that was saved. Wouldn't you be excited if God saved your household? Amen. God, amen. I, you know, I want my co-workers and I want my friends, brother Jim, but I want my household saved too. Amen. I, I, I want, and, and so this, but I just want to read y'all this, her testimony, the Rahab testimony. She told the two spies in Joshua 2, 9 and 11. I want you to listen to this real closely. Because can I tell you, church, if we really knew um, what the devil was thinking about me and you, I think we, we'd have a lot more confidence and faith in the Lord. Amen. I think we give the devil such a Brittany a little too much credit. Because we fix and read about Rahab. She's going to tell these two spies, Brother Toby, what really was going on in the city of Jericho. Amen. Can I tell you, if you'll read back where we were just talking about, the, the, one of those uh, men that was appointed, one of the ten spies that went out to spy the land, Pastor, he said, we are like grass, grasshoppers in our own sight. Amen. Paul said he must decrease, but God must increase. Can I tell you, Sister Wendy, when we were with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. But let me tell you what she said in verse 9. And she said unto the men, she said, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. Sister Wilson, they had already gave up. Can I tell you, the devil's read the end of the book. Brother Allen, he knows the end of the story. That's why he's fighting you and I like he's fighting us. Amen. Aren't you thankful to be aren't you thankful to be on a winning team? Amen. Aren't you thankful when you get depressed and the devil's talking in your mind? Just go to the book of Revelation. He loses at the end. We fix it. I just want to get to here just real quickly. I'm moving on. It said that the terror is falling upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you, Sister Lana. Can you imagine that? I thought about in Matthew 16 and 8 where the Lord said, Thou art Peter upon this rock. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Brother Ben, this battle's already been won. The Bible said in Revelation 1 and 18 that the Lord has the keys of hell and death. Brother Larry, can I tell you, it's over with with the devil. All he can do is huff and puff and threaten. But Brother Allen, he can't mess with God's house. The Lord said the gates of hell can't prevent. He can't. Nothing's going on. The devil can't. He can frustrate me and you, Brother Rich, but he can't stop the word of God. Can I tell you, God's going to have a number, church. Amen. God's going to. Don't you want to be in that number? Amen. More than anything, I got to be in that number. Amen. Let me go on. Verse 10 said, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. And when ye came out of Egypt, and ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Shion and Og, he said, Whom ye utterly destroyed. That's the enemy talking. That ain't them sitting around the campfire with the angels and they're talking, Brother Jeremy. That's the enemy saying that about God's children. But God's children said, man, we're in trouble. We might as well turn around and go back into Egypt, point us some new leaders because, man, we're, we're on a losing team. But all the time, Brother Justin, God had it all under control. Church, have you ever got, if I could use the word happy feet serving God and left too soon? So, Jesus, have you ever just gave up on God and you look back down the road called remembrance and you think, man, 
God, you had it under control all the time. Because that's what the devil does, Brother Toby. He whispers in our ears to tell us that's all he's got going for him. He can't kill me and you if he could. Brother Danny, we'd be already dead. But I just read to you that the Lord has the keys. Amen, Brother Wayne? The very best he can do is try to intimidate me and you. Amen? Think about that. She said, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God. Man, I don't know about you, church. That makes me want to shout. He said, for the Lord your God. Aren't you thankful he's your God? Aren't you thankful you believe in a God that there's nothing impossible? If you have a need this morning, God can meet your need. If your family need, member needs, has a need, can I tell you, you don't have to be there. You, as the centurion said, just speak the word, God. Brother Pope, they may not be interested in serving God right now, but that don't mean me and you can't keep bombarding heaven for them. Amen? Because the God that we serve makes the impossible possible. And the enemy already knows they're defeated. Because she just said that. She says our hearts did. I wonder, Brother Everett, if the devil says, man, if those folks ever get locked in to what they've got a hold of, boys and girls, we're in trouble, Sister Chelsea. If we could use the power that's inside of us, which is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, living on the inside of us, Brother Mike, only God knows what might happen in mine in your life. Amen? Because I'm telling you, we serve a God. That's the, he said in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God, church say, must believe must believe that he is, a, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can I tell you, Brother How? that's why the devil tries to get us sidetracked instead of seeking God. When you climb in your closet, is it just me or do your mind just get bombarded? Amen? And if I ain't trying to pray, Brother Jack, I can think about all kinds of things. Amen? When you ever read the Bible, and your mind just starts wondering, and I can read an article about grass growing up in the cement and say, right with it, Brother Jack. Amen? Because I'm telling you, church, because the devil knows that there's power in the Word of God. There's power. That's why he fights me and you like that. Amen? I don't know about y'all. She said, our hearts did melt. I'm confident that's what the devil believes today. So I'm hurrying on. I've got to close. The two spies come back to Joshua and tell him their report. In verse 23 and 24, Joshua 2, this is what they said. I want you to listen to the response that these kin folks had compared to what their elders had to say, Brother Rayleigh. Their elders said, we're just like grasshoppers. We can't overcome it. We've got proof. we got proof. We've seen it. It really does flow with milk and honey. It's really there. I mean, there's grapes right here, man. Me and Brother Junior's got to tote them around. 
Now, all these two spies have is just what Rahab the harlot had to tell them. But, Pastor, they were so moved by her testimony. Verse 23 said, So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him all things that befell them. Can I tell you, church, the difference between winning and losing is your attitude. Good place to say amen right there. Amen. Because let me tell you their response. Verse 24 said, And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land. Their ancestors had said, We just can't make it. Brother Ben, but these two said, Hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint. Because of us. So Jesus says, all depends on how you perceive what the enemy's saying. The preacher wrote in Proverbs 18 and 21, said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Sister Joy, that's true back then. That's true today. Amen. Have you ever been really excited about God doing a work and run up on the heathen and they just steal your joy? Amen. Have you ever felt like, man, I really want to witness to somebody and you go to them and, and they just brush you off and you get your feelings hurt and you just say, I just don't think I'll do that no more. Can I tell you, Brother Eddie, that's just what the devil, the way he wants us to think. So real quickly, I want to tell you this quick little story about my father. He uh, never served the Lord, Brother Rich. My dad was not uh, that leave it to beaver kind of a dad. My dad was a working dad. He made sure, Brother Jack, we had clothes and raiment and there be content. Amen. We uh, done what daddy wanted to do. We, I tell the story all the time. I didn't know people took vacations until I got married. Sharon said, you don't have to stay in Chiefland. You can really leave. We can go other places. I said, I thought the only place people went on vacation was in Gulf Hammock, Florida, because that was where hunting season was. Brother Larry, and we hunted. That's what we did for vacation. Christmas, Thanksgiving was in the hunting woods. When it was, that was done, we uh, cut cabbage and we went fishing. Not that I wanted to do any of that, but that's where the truck was headed. And if I wanted to eat, that would be a good thing to be in the truck. Amen. Um, but but I, we just didn't take vacations. We never went through a Jiffy store and got drinks. We never uh, went to uh, McDonald's or Burger King. and We just didn't do that. I didn't know Daddy's done that kind of thing until I got older. I, I just got to just give me just a few more minutes. I didn't know there was a mall in Gainesville until I was a grown man almost working at Winn-Dixie because we shopped at the TG&Y in Chiefland in the Eagle store, amen. So I said all that to say this. When they started the church in 1995, uh, in Chiefland, my daddy and mama started. Mama would go to church if, when daddy would let her. Because um, he'd always want to ride around the woods on Sunday afternoons about the time it was time to go to church. Just probably coincidence. Probably just wanted to spend time with her. It was just the devil using her, Brother Jerry, to keep us out of church. But anyway, um, but when the church started, Pastor, he, he started. He signed up and said, I want to be a part of the church. 
never known my dad to, to give away money or to give away anything, but God got a hold of him, filled him with the Holy Ghost, changed his life around. Sister Cricket, he was ever keeping his billfold open. He was always helping out, always doing whatever he could for the church. Uh, God really changed his life. Anyway, Daddy developed cancer, and I've told you all the story, so I won't get back into that this morning, Brother Howe, but I will tell you this. There was a gentleman um, from um, Hickory, North Carolina, come down, was evangelist, and prayed for my dad while he had cancer. God had healed Daddy of cancer. And, um, but they had still talked Daddy into um, taking the treatments. We begged Daddy not to do that, but Pastor, he decided that he would do that. He would take treatments. So anyway, Brother Wilson, um, Daddy, uh, this preacher, prayed for him and gave him a prayer cloth. And uh, he said, I'm not praying for your cancer. He said, I know God's already healed you that. He said, I'm just going to pray that these treatments does not hurt you or harm your body, that you'll be able to keep going just like you're going. So I said all that to just remind you in Acts 19 and 11 and 12, it said, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out from them. So can I tell you, a lot of people, Sister Wilson just thinks that was just a piece of cloth on my daddy. But the, but the dad that I grew up with, he he just didn't care about nothing but about himself, Sister Cricket. But when he got saved and had that prayer cloth, every time he went, wherever he went, he had to testify about what that, terror, that prayer cloth meant to him. There was a time he didn't really care about none of that, Brother Kenny. All he cared about was himself, but God changed him. My point is whether you believe in prayer cloths or you don't, you've got to believe the Word of God, and it's in the Word of God. And can I tell you, the devil would love nothing more than me and you to keep our mouth shut and not tell about, you can stand. Because we can either be like the children of Israel and we can believe what the enemy says, or we can be like their children that was with Joshua and said, God, just at your word, we're going to walk around this city. We're just going to move at thy word. See, Daddy believed not in the handkerchief, but in the word, what the, the Lord had wrote in the book about that. See, church, you have faith. You have the measure because you've been given the measure. It's just how big you're willing to let your faith grow in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Join me in prayer. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.